You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. If you're the kind of person that would rather run and hide, I believe that's the right thing for you to do. But for me, it wasn't about fighting for me. It was about fighting for the people that was dying. It was about fighting for the children that was uh, being brutalized. Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Dez. Well, welcome to Momentum, guys. It's uh, it's great to have you with us uh, for this show. You know, uh, you'll notice that today I'm going solo. If you know what I mean by that is that my dear friend Tim is actually off in Thailand on his honeymoon. So I'm here. I'm I'm not as good as Tim. He's got a much better voice than me. And <laughs> I've got a great face for radio and that's as far as I go. So just, just before we get into today's uh, show, I just want to remind you of our website, which is MomentumAustralia.org. You'll find feedback. You can ask questions. But podcasts are all there. Um, and, and please do, uh, look at that as well. But also we have our care line, 1-800-000-MEN. That's one 800 000 And that's uh, provided by our friends at Caroline Connections. You can reach out and get help seven days a week, 9 a.m. to 11 p.m., one 800 000 men And so today we have an amazing show. I'm so blessed to have this gentleman with me. And so I'm excited to say that today we have with us Sam Childers. And you may say, who's Sam Childers? Well, Sam (laughs) Childers is the machine gun preacher. Welcome, Sam, to Momentum. Hey, good to be here. Yeah, good to be on here today. Oh, thank you, Matt. It's a a blessing for us to to have you here. So we'll get into why you're called the machine gun preacher uh, later on. I'll just just let you know that when I lived in Belfast in Ireland, I used to walk the streets with a machine gun. So (laughs) so (laughs) I, I can relate to you in that regard alone. I grew up in Pennsylvania. We grew up in the mountains in our culture in that area families done a lot of hunting together. All right. So my dad was not much of a hunter. My dad didn't even enjoy hunting, but he enjoyed being with us three boys. Yes. So there were three of us brothers and we all loved to hunt. I started hunting at seven years old because I was the youngest. Yeah. So both of my brothers, one was five years older than me. The other one was eight years older than me. So we just grew up hunting, you know, hunting for rabbits and turkeys and and squirrels, you know. So we were we were always shooting. My dad loved to target shoot. Yeah. So out at the barn outside of the house, we had a shooting range. So every Sunday after church, I never knew my dad to be anything besides born again. For my family, uh, after church on a Sunday, we had a lot of family time just target practicing. Yeah. Yeah, cool. That's really, is that where you got the name of Machine Gun Preacher, or did that come along later? No. What happened was inside of uh, South Sudan and northern Uganda during the Civil War called the Kony War, Yeah, uh, I picked up the name Machine Gun Preacher. And to be honest with you, I don't really know why, because <laughs> I normally carry a shotgun. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, uh, what happened, uh, I feel that God gave me the name. Yeah. Because when God first gave me the name Machine Gun Preacher, he told me it was a marketing tool. Yeah. You know, you can put on the sign, Reverend Sam Childers will be at church on Sunday. People will drive by and they don't even <laughs> notice the sign. Yeah. But when you put machine gun, people will actually turn around and drive back by the church again to see 
machine gun preacher. What is that? You know? So I believe that God gave me the name and it was to be used as a marketing tool. And that's exactly what it is. So tell us about your early years and your journey to finding faith. You know, I was raised in a Christian family. Yeah. My mom, I I love to describe my mom. She came out of the womb speaking in tongues. (laughs) My mom only sinned three times in her whole life when she gave birth to me and my two brothers. (laughs) My mom was an amazing, amazing woman. My dad was a Marine. Uh, I'd like to say ex-Marine, but most Marines in the U.S. says you're never an ex-Marine. You're always a Marine. My dad was a kind of a tough guy. He believed if you don't work, you shouldn't eat. Yeah. I don't know where he got that from, but I believe it's in the book that we stand by. Yes. But my dad was kind of a tough guy, and he brought us boys up never to walk away from someone in need. Wow. If there was a bully in school, we was to bully the bully. You know, so so my dad brought a lot of strong morals within us. And uh, I, I ended up going uh, at 11 years old. You know, I believe I was like most kids in America. Australia is a lot different. Yeah. But in America, we're always looking for the cool kids. We're, yeah. we're always looking for the popular kids. When I was 11, I wanted to be with the popular kids. I wanted to be cool. So I started doing what they were doing, smoking cigarettes, smoking marijuana, going to booze parties. So I started at 11 years old. By the time I was 13 years old, I'm doing pills. And I fit in. Everyone loved me. Everyone wanted me to come to their parties. You know, (laughs) I was a partier at 13 years old. Well, at 14 and 15 years old, I didn't care if you liked me anymore. Yeah. I had a drug addiction. I was putting a needle in my arm every day. I moved out of my home at 15 years old. Wow. I was started living on my uh, own. By 15, 16 years old, I started selling drugs. By the age 19 and 20, I was totally out of control. Selling drugs, yeah. riding with motorcycle clubs. Uh, I became a real thug criminal, whatever you'd want to call it. But see, what I tell people is God wants to use our past for his future. Yes. And a lot of people don't quite understand that. You know, people think that when we become a Christian, we got to change our whole life around. If we look like this, we got to change that. No, that's not what the only thing God wants to change in our life is right here. Yeah. He wants to change our heart. And he wants to give you a heart transplant where he pulls out the old heart and puts a new heart in. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened to me. I mean, I still ride with several different clubs. I'm chaplain for clubs. I mean, I still hang out with the bad people, the tough people, the rough people. Those are the ones that need to hear about Jesus. Yeah, amen. That's absolutely right. That's, that's amazing. So what was the actual experience that led you to give your life to Christ? What what, what was the circumstances around that? Because you I mean, you're heading down a really bad path. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love to tell the story about it. I was in a very bad bar fight in Orlando, Florida. Oh, wow. And in this bar fight, I made up my mind. If I make it to that door, I'm done living this life. Wow. Now, a lot of people, they say, oh, that's when he gave his life to the Lord. 
No, that's not when I gave my life to the Lord. That's when I made up my mind, I'm done living this life. You know, there's, and, and what I did is I made it to that door that night. I went home. I told my wife, I said, we're moving. We moved over a thousand miles away and my wife started going to church. My wife uh, became a Christian two years before me. But for two years, all she would do is ask me every, every Saturday, every Sunday morning, will you go to church? Will you go to church? So finally, I wanted to shut her up because she was <laughs> nagging. So all you men that have a nagging wife, if you want to shut her up, just do what they want. They shut up, okay? <laughs> so I went to church with her. And that Sunday was a man from South Africa preaching. Yeah. This was June of 1992. Right. He gave the message that I gave my life to the Lord. Wow. But see, that that night or that day when I heard that message, I wanted more. Yeah. So I went back for more, you know. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, I knew in uh, June of 1992, the same preacher prophesied over me that I was going to Africa. Wow. And I literally got angry. I'm not going to Africa. Did you know where Africa was? Yeah, I mean, I'm a white guy. Why would I go to Africa, you know? <laughs> so I got really angry. And then he said I was going to be in a war. And I'm thinking, I'm already married. I'm in a war, okay? I'm not going to get into another war, you know? Yeah, guys, just take all that with it. Take that with a little bit of pinch of salt, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but to make a long story short, you know... Uh, I knew I was to go to Africa that night. So I, in, uh, in 1994, I, this kept boiling within me. Yeah. I knew I was to go. So I was a businessman. So I started putting money into Africa. All right. And, and then uh, I wasn't putting enough because God was still tugging <laughs> on me. Yeah. So in 95 and 96, I started putting thousands of dollars wow. into Africa and I literally looked up in the sky and said, God, wouldn't you rather have my money? Why, why do you want me? You need my money. There's people going hungry. And God said, no, I, I don't need your money. I need you. So in uh, 1998, I went on a mission trip, got in the middle of a, in a civil war, never planned on it. Got into the middle of an ambush and uh, people that was with in the van, they run, they hid. I mean, I'm not a man for running, you know. So yeah. I did the only thing I knew to do was to stand up and fight. Wow. And how did you, I mean, how did you rationalize that in, in a Christian context? I mean, you're being attacked, obviously. You know, I mean, to start with, I mean, uh, everywhere around the world, even in Australia, I've met some really good police officers that are born again. I met some people in the Australian military and your military is one of the top militaries. Okay. And I met some unbelievable military people that are born again Yeah, and they all carry guns, of course. you know, and they're, they're trained to use them if they have to, you know? So I believe if you're the kind of person that would rather run and hide, I believe that's the right thing for you to do. Sure. But for me, it wasn't about fighting for me. It was about fighting for the people that was dying. Yeah. It was about fighting for the children 
that was uh, being uh, uh, brutalized. Wow. So I believe that I have to answer to God for a lot of things. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm uh, well, the Bible says we're all, we're all sinners. Yeah. If we try to say we have no sin, we make God a liar. But I believe I have a lot of things to answer for. The only thing I won't have to answer for is why did you let children die before your eyes? Yeah. I won't have to answer for that. Yeah, yeah. Because I never done that. But I believe if you're going to stand and fight, stand and fight and be strong. The Bible tells us that. Uh, if you want to run and hide, find a good hiding spot. <laughs> Me, I'm not going to hide. I'm going to stand and fight. I just turned 60 years old. I'm involved in another civil war right now. I just wow. got involved in the last 10 months. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize I run a security company. That's, that's what I do for a living. That's, wow. I mean, that's my job. I run a security company in East Africa and our mission statement is serve and protect. And that's what we do. Well, that's it's, it's absolutely amazing. Just for uh, anybody who's tuning in, we're talking to Sam Childers, otherwise known as a machine gun preacher. He's uh, an American, but he's an African. <laughs> and so it's, it's great. And he's a Christian, and that's fantastic. And it's a great story. It's a, absolutely a great story. We're going to take a short break, and uh, we'll be back. Meantime, please have a look at our website, momentumaustralia.org. Uh, give us some feedback, have a listen to other podcasts and so forth. And also, don't forget our care line, 1-800-000-MEN. We'll be back shortly. This is Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. Hi, we're back again with Momentum. MomentumAustralia.org is our website. Don't forget that. Have a look after the show because you're going to be engrossed in the second half of this show. We're talking to Sam Childers also known as a machine gun preacher. And I thought there was going to be something really exciting about the machine guns, but as it turns out, it's, <laughs> it's a name that God has given him, and it's a fantastic name. And it's certainly, when, uh, like uh, for me, when I heard the name, it really did do what you said. It, it, it really made me stand out. So welcome back, Sam. Thank you. You talked about your mission and going to Africa and, and so forth. Why did you choose Sudan and Uganda? How did that come about? I don't believe I chose Uganda or Sudan or East Africa. I believe that that's what God has placed on me. Uh, I believe that a true missionary doesn't choose where he wants to go. <laughs> I remember when God called me to Africa, I cried. Wow. I didn't want to go. Mm. And some good Christian friends come over to our house for uh, a barbecue one night, and he was all happy. Him and his wife was happy because God called him into the mission field. And I literally went into my room and I looked up. I said, God, what's up with that? What's up with that? They're happy. I'm not happy about going to the mission field, God, <laughs> because God was calling me to East Africa in war zones. Yeah. So I come out of the room and I asked this, this guy, I said, where are you going? He said, God called us to the Virgin Islands. Wow. I went back in my bedroom. I said, God, why don't you send me to the Virgin <laughs> Islands? So how do you know that it's truly of God in your life? You don't want to do it. Mm. You know, if you're all happy about something, it doesn't mean it's not a good thing. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's not a godly thing, but it might not be God because when God truly is moving on you, it's usually 
98.5% of the time, something you don't want to do. Yeah. But it's something that when you begin to do it, all of a sudden you find your heart in it and then you become living the dream. Like I never wanted to come to Africa. Now I live in Africa full time. I am an African. I mean, so now I, if somebody says, Sam, how, how you doing? I always tell people I'm living the dream, man, living the dream. <laughs> I'm just looking here on the side. I've got a picture of you and your website and you know, there's all these little, you know, kids running around a guy trying to play a wooden guitar uh, and it's just amazing. And, you know, you're drawn to that. Yeah. Right? And also you are definitely drawn to that. And it's amazing. I guess you must see some amazing changes in people's lives through what you're able to do. Can you talk to that a little bit? You know, I can tell you a little bit what's going on in East Africa, but you know, I don't like to talk too much about what's really going on. And I want to tell you why is because when you hear it, then you become responsible for what you're hearing. You know, so I will talk a little bit, but for some listeners, you might want to walk away right now because when you hear it, then we become responsible that we should do something about it. You know, if you Google East Africa right now, now the World Food Program has some of the best statistics. I don't care a whole lot for their morals, but they are some of the best statistics out there. World Food Program says by the end of 2023, there'll be over 50 million people, East Africa only, experience some type of starvation. Wow. What does that mean? That means they might go two, three, even four days with no food. But if you keep researching, you'll see that they say 28 million people, East Africa only, are to die of starvation, mainly children, yeah. elderly, and women. Yes. So hearing that makes us responsible to do something. You know, so many people around the world, and especially Australians, you know, so many Australians, when I'm there, they get all pumped up. They get excited. They want to go to Africa and start something. I want to tell all of you people worldwide, stop. Don't go try to start something. Research an organization that's been there over 10 years that has a good track record and begin to help them. I can't count on both my hands how many people start something in yeah. Africa and it lasts for one year, two years, three years, and it all falls apart. You've done nothing. I'm telling you, when you hear these stories, find someone that's really doing a work and begin to help them. Our mission is about children. Yes. Our main mission is about children. I have a lot of people that get a hold of me and they say, look, I adopted a son there years ago. My son's having trouble with school fees. Is there any way I can't help him no more? Can you help him, Sam? And uh -huh. I'll, I'll ask a few questions. And usually the first one is, how old is he? And they'll say, well, he's 25 now. Don't call me. Yes. Don't yes. call me. I don't want to listen. I know there's people in their 20s that needs help. That's not our mission. That's not our ministry. Our ministry is saving little children. 
And that's what we do. Wow, that's, that's fantastic. One of the things you mentioned in uh, on your website and stuff was an organization called Lord's Resistance Army. And when I first saw that, I thought that must be a Christian organization. Uh, <laughs> but you can enlighten me. <laughs> well, you know, they're not an organization. They are a rebel group, a bad rebel group. Okay. The Lord, and you got to, you, when you hear the name Lord Resistant Army, you have to say it slowly. Lord's Resistant Army. So they're resisting anything of good. Uh, uh, the, okay. the leader of that uh, Lord Resistant Army was Joseph Coney. There was rumors that he was dead for many years or the past few years. But it surfaced again that the rewards are back up again. So there's like $5 million reward for Joseph Coney, which supposedly is in Congo right now. But this man was all about killing. And what made him, even the, even the uh, uh, government people around the world, even in America, said he was the worst terrorist of all times because he never had an agenda. He just wanted to kill. Wow. You know, most rebel groups are fighting for something. Yes. Joseph Coney wasn't fighting for anything. Wow. He's a coward. Mm. Uh, he just wants to kill people. He wants to lame people. He wanted to take women and scar them for life so they would intimidate others when they told the story, cutting the noses off, the oh. ears off, the breast off. That's what he does to women. Oh, to children, we won't even go through what he yeah. does, but he's a bad man. Any of these rebel groups, many of you seen the movie Machine Gun Preacher. That's only one movie. Many of you seen Tears of the Sun. There's many movies out there that show what these bad rebel groups do, cutting arms off, legs off. You know, So they're not just about killing people. They're about making people lame. Wow. That they'll they'll send fear throughout the villages. So, so Sam, the next question obviously is about your motivation. And you know, there's so many men who are listening to the show today who wouldn't even know what their calling was, who wouldn't, you know, know, you know, what the next step is that God has for them in their lives. So what would you say to men like that? You know, for me, it's the faces of the children. The last big rescue that I done in a war area was in 2016. Now, recently, the past 10 months, I started working in Congo. I'm not talking it. Mm. The last bad rescue that I did was 2016. When I got to this village where these children was hiding, what they said to me really helped to motivate me. Some of these little children, I'm talking as young as six, seven, eight, said, we knew you were coming. We've been waiting on you. Wow. Some of them said, some people said you were a myth, that you weren't real, but we kept praying that God would send you. So that's what keeps me motivated is the little children. You know, and then it's not just as rescuing. Like a lot of men, they watch the movie Machine Gun Preacher. They want to pick up a gun and go into a war zone. Listen. Yeah. The last thing you should ever want to do is pick up a gun yeah. because you may have to use it. You don't want to use it. Okay. The biggest thing is to rehabilitate the children. This is what I need help with. 
Uh, we're very big into building schools. We've built seven schools over the years. We're getting ready right now to build a school. Guess what? Where there is no school. Children are being taught in this village near my farm. They're just being taught the normal how to count, how to count to one to 12, you know. I mean, they're, they're, they're bush kids with no school. The parents might have four to six children. They might pick one child to send to a boarding school. Wow. You know, so if you want to really do something, uh, help to educate children. That's the, you know, if you want to change a nation, Jesus Christ is first. Yes. But if you want to change a nation, you do it through education. Absolutely fantastic. Sam, I just love what you do. Let me just say you're coming to Australia, which is, I think, next week you're coming to Australia. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, and, and a lot of people say, what are, what's, what's your main motive? Or, you know, I believe that everywhere I go around the world, I carry the message of hope. Yes. You know, everyone out there listening, no matter if you're rich or you're poor, if you're homeless or you're living in a mansion, if you're eating out of a garbage can or you're eating in the best restaurant there is, every one of us have something in common, and it's called hope. Amen. So I believe I carry that message of hope. Don't settle for what you can provide. Go after what God is giving. Oh, that's 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 amazing. I want to just encourage folks to have a look at where you're going to be because you're going to so many different places all around Australia. It's amazing. Your uh, your website is MGP for Machine Gun Preacher WorldTour.com. And so I encourage all of the listeners get in there, find out where Sam is going to be speaking, and get along and give him lots of encouragement and support. It's been really cool. So uh, as we round up today's show, Sam, what would you say to the men who are listening? What is your advice to them? You know, I think the biggest thing is, is if God can use me, imagine what he can do in your life. And then the second thing is, don't go after what you want for God. I tell you what I preach for the last few years, and I say it all the time. I challenge all the men out there. Don't get up every morning or go to bed every night praying for what you need. Change your prayer to God, what can I do for you? Yeah. Because it changes your whole life. When God sees you're an asset to him, you're not worried about you. You're worried about God. What can I do for you today? Yeah. You know, people say, well, you, but Sam, my health isn't good. God has a health plan. God has a world of finances. God has everything we need. You don't have to ask him for it. He will meet all your needs. But are your needs your wants or are your needs for other people? That's fantastic. That's so true. And, you know, you live in a cocoon in Australia. We all, all of the men who are listening, we live in a cocoon. And, you know, and it's a lovely cocoon, but a cocoon, cocoon nevertheless. And so stepping out uh, in faith that with God is, uh, it changes your, your, your world. Absolutely. And listen, for everybody out there worldwide, you can contact me easily on Facebook, uh, the Real Machine Gun Preacher, Sam Childers, or Sam Childers, The Real Machine Gun Preacher, Sam Childers, Samuel Childers. There's three Facebook sites out there. Wow. We have a lot going on. I have a new book coming out. We're actually in, in uh, Africa now shooting the new documentary. 
There's a new Hollywood movie coming out in about a year, maybe a year and a half. So we got a lot going on right now, and we need all your support. Share our ministry with other people. We really need your support right now. I think it's fantastic. And and to all the guys out there, please, as I said, his website is mpgworldtour.com, and you'll find there the whole list yeah. of addresses and contact details and so forth. And churches who are listening, you know, I'm not sure how, if Sam's not got any free time, but go to that website and see if you can maybe, you know, find a gap where you can do, a, you know, a a meeting with men or wherever it happens to be so that the message gets out. Sam, it's been great having you in the show today. Uh, you're, God bless you're, you. You're an amazing man. And I'm a bit older than you. I don't look it, but I am a bit older than you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but I just love your passion for what you do. Uh, it's a real blessing. Praise God. Uh, the men will be inspired by what you've said today. And so we'll just leave you with our, our website, MomentumAustralia.org. Um, and also our support line, one 800 men Sam, thanks again. Any last words for listeners? You know, a lot of times people think we need to go into a church. We need to get on our knees to give our life to the Lord. No matter where you're at right now, hearing this message, all you have to say is, God, here I am. Yeah, man. And the key word is, forgive me. Yes. For all my sin. Amen. That's and true. then you just say, God, here I am. He will accept you. No matter who you are, no matter what you have ever done, he will accept you. Fantastic. Sam, thanks so much for your time today. It's been a real blessing. God bless you. You've been listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. For more information or to hear this week's show again, go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org. Until next time, keep moving forward with Momentum.